Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of It's About Bravo. I'm Modesto. I'm Reed. And this is the Special Victims Unit of Raquel. <laughs> I, was like, I was trying to think Long of like, how to do it. Literally, dum-dum. Um, dum-dum. Y'all, the DMs have been blowing up. We are, It's all known as, it's known as Scandaval right now. Um, Scandaval, 9-11. Literally, where were you when Scandaval happened? I was ta- we were talking in our Bravo group chat about this, and I was like, there are maybe five moments that come to mind, and it is Tom and Erica, which dropped on election day. Um, it is Jen Shaw's arrest. We all knew where that was. I was in rehab. Um, we, there is uh, Luann's arrest over the holidays. I remember I was during that. I was in Cleveland. And then there's, I think Dorit's robbery is up there with one of them. And mm, then- yeah. I yeah, d- don't do my Dorit mm. like that. D- mm. <laughs> and now we have Scandaval. So without further ado, let's get well, into it. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Without, you know what? Let's just do it. Without further ado, let's get into. That's my opinion. So, yeah, I feel like I kind of agree with you, but I don't really remember where I was when Dorit's robbery broke news. I feel like that's the definer here is, do you remember where you were when the news came out? It's like 9-11. It's like the Challenger explosion for anybody that's an 80s baby. Um, You know, COVID. I think we all remember where we were the day that lockdown started. I don't know if Dorit's robbery is is something that I remember where I was at when it was announced. But Erica Jane, Jen Shaw's arrest, and then absolutely Scandaval that's going on right now with the Pump Rules cast uh i like remember every detail of the day uh when this news broke it's just insane this is bravo fans uh 9-11 no it really is i mean well it was also last week so we do remember i i would hope that you remember where you were reed um okay I so guys memory loss so that doesn't really matter <laughs> if you've lived under a rock let's break it down let's get into it uh raquel aka rachel and Tom Sandoval have been having a seven-month affair under Ariana's nose. It has been reported that Raquel was staying in their guest house for a short period, and Tom would be fucking her in the guest house. And when he would come back to the room, Ariana would be like, where the fuck are, were you? And he'd be like, oh, Raquel needed water, etc., something. So I went to go grab it for her. Days, days before this news dropped. It dropped three days after Watch What Happens Live. Um... After Watch What Happens, uh, before Watch What Happens, um, Ariana was commenting on Raquel's photos, like, show me the dresses that you picked, like, I hope you're gonna look amazing. That was what got me. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? She had no idea three days before. So what has come from that is, which we will also get into the Sheena assault of it all, um, there was a question asked on Watch What Happens Live, and it was, who would you rather, Tom Schwartz or Sandoval? Uh, they both said Sandoval. And then I guess after, Sheena was like, why did you say Sandoval? That's so weird. Like, I just said Sandoval because I thought you would say Schwartz, so we could each say one. And then Raquel broke down, called Ariana outside of the bar that they were at after Watch What Happens. Sheena came outside, heard it, allegedly punched her in the face, and fucked her up. Well, okay, hold on. I think you're I think you're right, but I actually heard a slightly different story. I what I read was Raquel did not just just choose to confess to Ariana. What I heard was that Ariana called Raquel. She found the video on Tom Sandoval's phone. I yep. guess they they did like a FaceTime phone sex and I guess Sandy Sandoval record screen recorded it and didn't tell Raquel even though I'm pretty sure when you're being screen recorded on a FaceTime 
It you get alerted. You. you get alerted. Yeah. Um. So she, now she's spinning this whole "I'm a victim." He recorded she, me without my consent, bitch. No, obviously you knew you were being recorded. But You're they filmed a scene. Man. Yeah, they filmed a scene together kissing. So her PR, also her PR strategy was leaked onto Reddit, and that this was part of the the revenge porn was part of the PR strategy. Yeah. He has since fired her PR team. So production found out about the video. Apparently, Ariana found out at Tom's show. They, I think that they, from what I'm hearing, is that they kind of lied to the cast and told them they were doing pickup shots at Tom's show because the season had been wrapped. We've wrapped months and months ago. So they they used false pretenses and said, we're doing pickup shots, even though production had found out about this from obviously the edit bay, looking at it, seeing it, hearing things like, oh, these two are fucking... It came to light, like you said, Ariana called uh, Raquel to confront her about it because the night of the show and the night of Watch What Happens Live was the same night. Uh, they're both oh sobbing. On, they're both sobbing on the phone. Sheena can hear Ariana sobbing. What's going on? And like the down ass bitch that she is, fucked Raquel up on it. When when you say on site, I'm gonna say Sheena Shay. Like bitch. I. <laughs> and then of course Raquel tried to spin this narrative that she uh, that you know. Well, actually, hold on, because now there's people saying that Sheena did not punch Raquel and that Raquel's like black eye is like actually from something else that all these photos Raquel posted, like we're pre pre watch what happens live. So, yeah, apparently the pump rules cast is is saying (laughs) Sheena would never Sheena's not like someone who would punch her. So what is the truth? You know, like, okay, but also Raquel, Sheena posted. I hope she did. Sheena posted a story and said, always got your back, a picture with Ariana from Watch What Happens Live, and used the punch emoji. So she must. Okay. So, so I, I mean, it's damage control. Reports. Yeah, there's obviously, conflicting reports. We can't get to the 100% truth. Like, there's there's three sides to a story, right? And somewhere in the middle um, is probably the truth. But this is all very juicy, very interesting. How did this very... all happen at the same time? The, the, the coincidence that they were on Watch What Happens Live together the same night that Ariana finds this video on Tom Sandoval's phone at his show. And then there's even, I was on Twitter, people were like dissecting when Raquel said Sandoval's name, when asked, who do you think is hotter? You see Sheena kind of look at her and kind of like a quizzical look, kind of like a what? And someone on Twitter was like, you can see like Sheena in her brain, in her mind, like it's all starting to make sense. Like she's, she's like solving she's putting the, the pieces together on live television. This is guys, maybe one of the juiciest, most scandalous, like reality TV happenings, like of all time. I'm I'm gonna say it. I 100% agree. And the thing is, like with our Bravo shows, is um I listen to Stassi's podcast straight up with Stassi, and um I've been listening to it. It's the first podcast podcast I ever listened to way before we had this. I started listening like ten, almost ten years ago, nine years ago, whenever she started it, and. Since her firing, she's never brought up Vanderpump Rules. She talked about it in like the can- her cancellation, quote unquote, and that was it. When she came back after a year's a few year hiatus, she did a full episode and she was like, "I feel wrong talking about this because it's like my true life friends, but I mean it's pop culture and I'm a podcaster." And she was like, "I also have never made it a point to monetize on Van on Pump Rules after I was let go." She also was very open with the fact that she was let go, she was fired, etc. Um, what she said was. She she brought up so many points. One of the points was the fact that Tom and Ariana have a common law marriage. They've been together for 10 years. They own properties together. Like, this was happening. This is, like, a much bigger deal. And then she also brought up the fact that the person she was on with said, well, 
it seems a little too coincidental that this would be coming right after a shitty season. And she was like, no, that's why Pump Rules has had these two shitty seasons is because real we do real life shit. We've never, ever been told by producers, do this, do that. Like this show started on chaos and chaos magic. And that doesn't happen all the time. So you can't count a show out because it can happen again. And it, it did happen again with this. And she was like, production would like never let something like this be fake. And she was like, I know the players involved. This is 100% real. And I have no stakes in this game. If anything, I could lie and say it's fake because I was fired. But I'm going to tell you guys right now, this is very, very fucking real. This is Here's kind of <clears throat> where I'm at with the whole conundrum. What is the future of Pump Rules? Because this is amazing for TV. It's obviously terrible for the real people involved. It's amazing for TV. And I, I, I would think that Vanderpump's ratings are about to go up because people are going to be intrigued but I, I saw another a lot of other great points on the internet you know this is almost like a nuclear bomb on the cast like they're not going to want to film together going forward like Raquel is for sure going to be blackballed Tom is a very like central member of Pump, Vanderpump since the beginning as is Ariana and like they're not going to want to film together anymore. I, I I guess the point that the overarching point that I'm trying to make is pump rules has had a rough few seasons up until now. Uh, they've been, they, they're trying to figure out where does it go from here? They lost some of the most iconic central cast members. Even if you, uh, you know, whether you agree or disagree with, with Stassi and, and Kristen being fired. I mean, even Jack, do you have Jack? So Jackson, whether you agree with that or not, they have tried to insert new cast members. They tried to do like the younger cast on, in season eight. It hasn't worked. COVID really fucked them over. And now they've lost Jax, Brittany, Stasi, Kristen. We really, this season, what people loved about season 10 so far was that it felt like they were returning to tr- their form. They were cutting out the fat. Charlie is still a friend of, but she's not on the cast anymore. Uh, whatever the fuck Sheena's husband's name is, Bo or, or no, not Brock. 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 <laughs> He, he's not a cast member anymore. It's really, they like, they shrunk it back down to the OGs this season. And now where does that even go? Because Katie and Schwartz are done. Now Tom or Sandy and Ariana are done. Everyone's done with Raquel. It's just like, I don't even know how this show moves forward for a season 11 does it move forward maybe it does maybe i'm being overly oh it it absolutely moves forward the way that it moves forward is i think we have seen the end of raquel lewis on our television um she has filed a restraining order against sheena it's essentially i looked up the i saw tiktoks and stuff of the exact uh, restraining order it's essentially a gag order so sheena cannot say her name on her podcast on her vlog sheena can't use raquel's monetization um i think it's raquel's way to leave the reunion and possibly come back next season i don't know if she'll be asked back maybe she can film scenes with tom i do not see her being part of this cast anymore i think this is the perfect bomb We've also heard that Kristen Doty immediately went to Ariana's side the night of, posted videos of them kissing. Like, I and love she's you. she's Tom Sandoval's ex, too. Ex- let's not forget. I mean, she let's was not the forget original, the history there. The original Bitter Betty, when he was dating Ariana, she could not get over it. And she was with James, and she was still obsessed with Sandy. Um, so, What is that man's good. dick doing, honestly? Truly. It must be huge. I don't know. But must, I never I, thought he was that attractive. Um, I always saw a monster just, in that man. Dirty. Yeah. And it just, he just gives me dirty, like porn stash, smelly vibes. And especially after this, I just, I look at him and I literally have to like pinch my nose. I, it's like a putrid <laughs> that comes through my phone screen. I, not you know, the scent. 
it, not the stench. I am. It's such a shame with Raquel, by the way. I just want to say I never was a fan of Raquel. I always thought she was a wallflower. I always thought she was a ditz. I always thought she was just a friend, just friend of material. She was James's girlfriend. That's all she was on the show for. You, if you've been listening to our podcast weekly, you know that this new season of Pump Rules, I became a Raquel stan. I was like, okay, Same. she's 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 this independent woman. She's finding her voice. She's finding her agency. She's clapping back at the OG cast members. She had the balls to even say to Katie's face, I'd make out with Schwartz. I mean, I was living for this version of Raquel. And now to know that it was all uh, the backdrop of it all, she's fucking Sandy. And she's confronting James in the dog park about cheating on her with Lala. She's telling his girlfriend to run for the hills. She's, you know, flirting with Schwartz. But the entire time it was a decoy because she's actually fucking Sandy. It's insane. I, I Raquel, I was, we were all rooting, we were rooting for, you. for you. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? How dare you? I've never yelled at a girl like this in my life. Um, I think... So back to where we go with the cast. I think that this is the perfect introduction to bring back some of the OGs to, I guess, relive this drama or like see Ariana through this drama. Um, uh, it's been reported that Kristen Doty has been approached by cameras, uh, for the last two weeks. They're apparently taking Ariana on a girl's trip as kind of a real end to the season, even though they had already wrapped. You know, we're going to have one of those moments where it goes to black and it says six months Four after months filming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada happen. And then. It's a perfect way to bring Kristen back as a friend. I think I think Stassi's truly done with the show. She's happy in her life. I would obviously love to see her. She's pregnant. Um, also, I had just like rewatched last week's episode, and when Christina Kelly was introduced, and Katie was like, "We reconnected at a friend's wedding in Rome." It's like, okay, it was Stassi Schroeder's wedding. We really couldn't say Stassi Schroeder's wedding. Um, Stassi revealed on our podcast she is still in touch with her producers and have been texting about this whole drama because they're like friends uh i think we could see some scenes with jackson Brittany. like i think those two are maybe the farthest w- away from coming back but saucy and kristen seem like not too far of a pipe dream i think that we could see raquel filming scenes with maybe just tom but the one thing that keeps this cast together is money tom schwartz or tom sandoval and katie maloney are the highest paid on this show we saw in today's or yesterday's episode which is so bizarre to me how is katie getting paid that much i've never been a big fan (laughs) it's well it's contract renewals when you've been on since season one you have to be she was recently on a podcast and the the guy was like it's been reported that you make anywhere from 15 to twenty-five thousand dollars an episode and she her face was like not true like she makes more she's definitely making in the 40 and fifty thousand dollars an episode how does, she make more than, how does she make more than Schwartz, though? He's also season one. He wasn't full-time. So Schwartz, oh, was, okay. Schwartz really wasn't full-time until, like, season three. I need to go back and do, like, a rewatch because... I, I don't, don't think he was that, in the but... main... He wasn't in the main title for a while because he never worked at, Van, at uh, Sir. And Sheena really was a kind of a friend of that first season. She was the outcast. She would do that sh- show for a bag of Doritos and, like a white claw like she was fine she was thir- <laughs> she was thirsty for it i think that we could really this is like the scandal they needed to bring back the cast and i think this scandal overshadows the previous scandal of why Kristen and Stassi were fired so i think yes. that that's a way to bring them back there's still going to be the haters online like you sent me a the other day people going in on it and i we don't even need to get into that because it's just too much but 
there's always well, going to be more hate just, on it. I think we can just summarize it by saying it's a very divisive topic. Even when I, we tweeted, I agree. even when our account tweeted about will they come back? I mean, we had comments being like, "That would be racist. They're enabling racists." And I think that there's there's definitely valid points on both sides of the argument. You know, Lisa Vanderpump went on Watch What Happens Live last night with Andy. It was an extremely riveting interview. I'd like to play a clip here in a moment, but she talked about she hates cancel culture. And I think she was talking about Sandy and Raquel in this instance, but I think you can apply this to Stasi and Kristen as well, because part of her, the clip that I'm about to play, she just says, you know, we should, we should let young people, we should watch them learn from their mistakes and we should give them the ability to like grow. I think Vanderpump would probably love it if Stasi and Kristen came back, but I think she's trying to decide. And so is production in Bravo. Would that be accepted by the audience? I think no matter what, you're probably going to have a divided audience on that decision. Um, but you're so right. This could be that moment that brings back some of the OG players. But because I mentioned the soundbite, let's just play it real quick. There was uh, Vanderpump went on Watch What Happens Live last night and Andy Astor, you know, there's a lot of fan hatred. A lot of people are, you know, rightfully so, like coming after Sandy and Raquel right now. What does she think? Here's what she had to say. What are your thoughts on impassioned fan reactions to all of this? This has really brought out some very strong reactions. Actually, I really want to talk about this because this kind of vigilante, you know, justice, I don't agree with at all. I think these are people that are living their life in a public forum, which is very difficult. There's so much infidelity in the world. It's not like they murdered somebody. And on I'm this not show. Saying, yeah, I, you know, it's a show they're all hurting. And I'm not saying we should let them off the hook. Condemn their actions, but don't condemn the people, okay? All this aggression, it, it's, it can have serious ramifications. I really mean that. I think everybody should be careful with that. I don't like it, and I don't want to see it. Unless it's, unless it's right. to, you know, Kyle or Lisa Rinna. <laughs> unless it's to who? Kyle or Lisa Rinna. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, I think, like you said, with the whole cancel culture thing and with the Stasi of it all, like um, the post that we posted on our Bravo account has gotten us. That post is our most shared post ever. Um, it's in our mentions every day since I posted it. It has almost 17,000 likes. Um, that's just not even the views. That's just the likes. And it's the most reshared post. And it has gotten us that post alone, I think, has gotten us almost a thousand followers. And then we had a few other posts that have gotten five thousand likes, one thousand likes. Like we've been we've been on it, guys. Uh, but we're also not trying to just like feed you the the news, the news, the news. We're taking our funny uh it's about Bravo cycle on it because that's what we do here. We like to make funny memes as opposed to just giving you straight tea, but adding a funny meme to the tea. With that said, I do believe that the wanting to bring them back is more than the keep them around because of the their cancellation thing. Just with the post alone, like something that we posted, I think it makes the most sense to have them back. I want to shift gears more into the Raquel and fucking Tom of it all. The lightning bolt necklaces that they use as a symbol of each other. That is so dark sided and fucked up. And like, they really they, hurt the lightning bolt industry. <laughs> the Harry Potter, the Harry Potter industry will never recover. Um, it's done. No, but like, I was, I was even thinking like Lord Voldemort and his horcruxes, like, what if Tom made Raquel his final Horcrux? Like, in order to destroy him, we have to destroy her. No, <laughs> literally. But, but, like, real quick, though, back to what Vanderpump told Andy last night. I mean, what do you think, Mo? Should we condemn someone's behavior but not them? So, in, in other words, like, 
is all are all the death threats are all is the violence is the no, bankrupting that's a, Schwartz and Sandys is that the right approach to like punishing reality stars for like a decision they've made? Um, obviously, like death threats are fucking weird. Like you're a psychopath. Do not send a death threat to their fucking family. You literally go get help. Uh, go touch grass. It's a reality show. It's a TV um, show, you guys. With that being said, yeah, fucking boycott his restaurant. He's a piece of fucking shit. Don't go eat there. Don't go give them money. This man deserves everything business-wise that is happening to him. He made a stupid fucking business decision. He used his restaurant as a way to fucking act like he didn't have enough time for the woman that he spent almost 11 years with. Meanwhile, he's off fucking some younger woman. Also... Ariana has been so vocal about one being trigger warning, suicidal, mental health issues. She had that season where she's like, every day I wake up and want to fucking drive my car off a bridge. I do not want to live. And now he's using her mental health issues as a excuse for cheating on her. Like you're a piece. Yeah. We saw, we saw in this week's episode that her fucking dog died and how torn up she was about it. And like this woman doesn't have a lot of things that she holds on to. There's always been a pain and a sadness to Ariana. She's talked about, um, physical abuse sexual abuse that she's had from partners in the past that have brought her to this like she is always been like a sad person and now she's finally this season feel like she's getting into her own she finds a good she looks incredible she's always looked incredible she's stunning like to take that away from someone that you've spent a majority of your adult life with to be that one safe place for them and treat them like this like you could have told her the second it happened like hey you know we haven't been good for a while. I'm having feelings for Raquel. This is really shitty. I'm sorry. But no, instead, you let it blow up online and let her think that Raquel was her friend up until the day that she found out, the night she found out. You don't fucking deserve your business. You're a piece of shit. You don't yeah, deserve death threats the, or yeah. violence. But I do want to see you on TV because I, I, am, I want it all to happen and, on camera. Well, that's what I'm trying to get at. You guys, this is a TV show. And yes, it is about real people. And yes, real people make real choices that have real consequences. I'm not saying that we can't take things that happen on reality TV seriously. But I think there's like a there's like a divide in the Bravo fandom where like how I think I'm on this side of it. And Mo, I think you're on this side, too. I'm on the side of I'm here to have fun. So if Luann relapses in her alcoholism. That's terrible in in real life, but for TV, I'm having a great time. If James, <laughs> Ken- if James Kennedy relapses, that's good TV. If Brandy Glanville um, does something heinous, that is good TV. I I have friends who watch these shows and then they get really really angry at people's bad behavior and they want Bravo to fire them because they're so mad about the bad behavior. And I'm like, you don't deserve you, to watch Bravo. You if that's wa- your take. Are you watching the show for the same reason? I think that like, we've talked about this before on this podcast, racism and things like that. There is no room for that. Like Ramona has done some really awful things. I completely understand why people were calling for Ramona to be fired off Roni. I get it. Okay. I get certain things are just not forgivable, but I think we're all forgetting this is TV. I was getting, I need to just clarify something and and set the record straight. I was tweeting a storm when Scandaval broke. I was tweeting things like Raquel's a queen. She's making history. And I was getting a lot of shit for that. I want to clarify, I'm team Ariana. Like, I'm not team Raquel here. I just recognize that Raquel doing this really messy, terrible thing has created one of the most interesting moments in Bravo reality television that we've ever seen. So can we acknowledge that two things can be true at the same time? Like, someone can be terrible and deserve to have consequences to their terrible behavior 
And we can also acknowledge at the same exact time, they are great TV and they have, they have given us a golden goose of TV content here. You know, they've honestly like reinvigorated a franchise, even though it didn't really need it. it. I thought it needed it. This season, it didn't feel like it needed it because this season we were going into like production value was incredible. Like it was felt like many housewives with like the Tom's as friend ofs. Like, but now looking back on it, we're going to be looking back on it on this lens with Raquel, with Tom. And I feel like that's a perfect segue to get into our Vanderpump Rules recap. So, so maybe we that, should just do that. Yeah. Without that being said, let's get into the latest episode of the real or of Vanderpump fucking rules. Like, I know there'll be, like, straight guys there. Whoop it up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Havasu is infamous for, like, girls gone wild. Like, woo, spring break, you know? Or so I've heard. I could not believe what you told Katie last night. That you, like, asked Schwartz if he wanted to make out. I guess I have a confession to make. I asked Schwartz if he wanted to make out. I was like, am I about to be mad at Raquel for the first time? We've been encouraging Raquel, get out there, make mistakes, go crazy. But then when she says that she asked Schwartz to make out with her, it's like, okay, but not like that. For a moment, like, I felt it was unfair for Katie to, like, determine who Mm -hmm. Schwartz can hang out with or, like, make out with. (laughs) But, like, after seeing the way that she responded last night, I felt really, really bad. Uh, that is like really hard to watch um in hindsight i mean ariana basically saying right there on the episode am i going to be angry am i going to be mad at raquel for the first time it's like um yeah maybe for the first time maybe not for the last time (laughs) definitely not for the last time um like this, watching all of this feels like the Tom and Erica stuff because we've the Jen Shaw stuff. It's very eerie to watch. I want to say breaking news on it's about Bravo here. Um, Kristen Doty has officially started filming Vanderpump Rules. She was just seen outside of Ariana's, Ariana's house with a camera crew. Did you just find that out? I just found that out two seconds ago. I was gonna, I, I was literally about to text you, Mo, and say, get off your fucking phone. When we record, if you hear me talk for a really long time, that's because Mo is not paying attention on his phone, and I have to just keep talking. So, Mo, no, you're, okay, you're excused. Guys, guys, you're I'm excused, excused, but for the rest I, of I this episode, posting, get off your fucking phone. I'm off my phone. I was posting a really cute photo of us recording the podcast. Um, Do it so later. It's for y'all to get hyped the fuck up, but... In my posting, the first post that came up was Kristen Doty leaving Ariana's house. Um, I'm shooketh. Uh, we knew it was coming. I am... You know what? Manifestation works. I manifested it. Back to fucking yeah. Raquel being a piece of fucking shit. Well, speaking of manifesting, I just have to say, before Vanderpump and Summer House premiered, we ran a poll on Instagram and Twitter because we were arguing with Maddie about which show is more iconic. And I think Vanderpump is way more iconic than Summer House, but I haven't watched all of Summer House. And also Vanderpump came before Summer House technically because Summer House was introduced in a Vanderpump Rules episode. Um, But when it comes to like the young people partying on the West Coast and East Coast, you've got those shows. 
it is easy to compare them. It's easy to say like, oh, I like this one better than the other. I Those polls, everyone was voting for Summer House as the superior franchise. And I just feel very like vindicated now that we're in these new seasons because Summer House is flopping. No one is liking the season so far, at least. I haven't and watched Vanderpump, since the second episode. To be I honest. know I've been real. I tried to watch this week and I just couldn't couldn't bring myself to do it. And then Vanderpump, meanwhile, is like someone re- back from the dead, bitch. Back from the dead, walking it's, pulse. Do you know what it's giving? It's giving Madison Montgomery surprise, bitch. I bet you thought you saw the last of me. Surprise, bitch. I bet you thought you'd seen the last of me. And we didn't. And we didn't. Um, this episode, though, so specifically, obviously, we talked a lot about Scandaval. This episode, it's the rest of this season is going to be really. I, I, uh, 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 what's his name? Gibson Johns on Twitter. Great. Bravo. I love Peter him. Peter and journalist yeah. and whatever. I love him too. Um, he had said, I thought he put it very well last night. This might be the first Bravo viewing experience of its kind. Watching almost an entire season of something, knowing this information that like hasn't br- come out yet when they're filming these episodes. Sitting there watching Ariana and Raquel shop for bathing suits together. Having uh, Raquel talk about when Raquel was saying that she would make out with Schwartz and then she apologized to Katie. And then Ariana's at the table was like, damn girl, didn't know you had it in you. And she kind of, Ah, are you fucking kidding me? This is, this is like, this is gold. This is like, this is um, Oscar. This is, where's the, where's the Oscar? Where's the fucking Emmy? Where's the Golden Globe? Guitar, move over. (laughs) Raquel Levis. Rachel Levis. I didn't know her real name was Rachel. That's hilarious. I knew her real name was Rachel a few seasons ago because I think I forgot who mentioned it on their pod. I think it was Saucy or Danny Pellegrino, one of them. Both great. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Raquel, period. She's in every Literally. hole, everywhere, all at once. Uh, every, everyone's no. in her hole. I, okay. I thought everybody was calling her Rachel as like a joke because like think about like Tommy Lauren or whatever. Everyone always calls her like Tan. <laughs> like they just like. I always make her like talk about <laughs> no, not yeah. not that name, not that name yeah. on this podcast. Bitch. They all they always Bad like, and Candace Owen. We don't go there. But they always like change their name on purpose as like just to like disrespect them. I thought that's why people were calling her Rachel. I had no idea that was her actual name, which makes that it even is lamer. Her birth name. It makes her such a fucking loser. Um it's just like you said, so fucking eerie. You know who has Rachel's ticket? Christina Kelly. Great person to bring on when she said, Bring that bitch on full time. When she was like, uh, Everybody calls Raquel like this little baby. And honestly, that's an insult to babies. I was like, I work, <laughs> I work. I've, I've loved Christina Kelly since the first few seasons. She was always, Same. she was Stassi's voice of reason, which I find it so bizarre. Like, uh, drink every time we say Stassi that we don't have Stassi, but we, we have the closest thing to her, which is Christina Kelly, I believe, was the maid of honor in her wedding. Like, she's her real life best friend. Like, those who have, ne- they're pregnant at the same time right now. Like, I think she is a great person to, like, Ariana called it last episode and was like, Katie didn't feel like she had support. Ding, ding, ding. Christina Kelly, come join the show. Like, and that's what happened. And I feel like she just, easily got her way back into there she's a great friend of we don't really have a friend of right now because charlie is very much like a guest it's not giving yeah and i'm good with that because i can't stand that bitch and her we'll see when she comes we still yeah that was her whole storyline which is fucking terrible but it's honestly kind of iconic that she's she came for Jax at that reunion tore him the fuck up and they said here's your contract ma'am here's the next season contract that's the only reason she came back 
I just feel like Charlie is one of those people, like instead of being a server at like Sir, like she's someone that I would expect to see like at Chili's. You know, she would, like she would do incredible at a, at a fucking Applebee. At an Applebee's mama, she would tear it up. She, <laughs> she, would, she would run that shit like the damn Navy. She would be the Raquel. <laughs> she would literally be the Raquel of Applebee's. Like, you know how there's always that one whore that you work <laughs> with at the restaurant who's like, girl. Like, hey, can I bum a cigarette? Yeah. Or she's out for a smoke. Can you watch my tables? Yeah, or she's out in the back. She's like, hey, my Adderall prescription doesn't come until next Tuesday. You got a couple. I swear I'll give I'll give you double. Like, it's that girl. We've Fuck all worked with chef. her. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, but back to uh, Raquel slash Rachel slash Sandoval slash everything. Um, this episode might have been considered a filler episode had we not known all that we know. Because in, I, I honestly can't really even tell you everything that went down in the episode last night. All I know is that every scene I was watching with bated breath, every time Raquel looked at Tom or Tom looked at Raquel or when Tom took Ariana, like, was helping her because her, their dog passed, and he's like, I gotta be there for her. That's my girl. I, like, fell over. Like, like when I Ari- fell onto the floor. I, when like, she was like, heart. that's my soulmate. When she was like, Tom might be my soulmate, but the dog is my dog mate. I, the rage that came over me when the pain of losing her dog and he was there, I was like, you're fucking a horrible person. You're a horrible human. No. You're and these horrible. are all his excuses. These are all his excuses for why he didn't break it off with her sooner that she was going through a lot and he didn't want to, but I think that like in any relationship, like I, I, I know I've been that person before where I've dated somebody and I knew I wasn't in it anymore, but like maybe they had a really hard thing coming up or they just went through a hard time. And I remember with one particular person I dated, I felt like, well, he's already like really down right now. And I don't want to like kick him while he's down by ending it. But really, if you think about it, guys, you're actually, you are kicking them while they're down by doing that. You're it's, it's, it's a betrayal that you're not speaking your mind, speaking your, from your heart. Like if you're out of it in a relationship, you're actually doing a much worse disservice staying in it to quote unquote, protect them or protect their feelings. Like you're just like kicking the can down the road. It's terrible. You're, you're making it so much worse. And I have had personal experience with this. so I get it. But I think communication is a big thing in relationships and like moving. Like, I mean, all he had to do was tell her, hey, we're at a rough spot. Raquel and I are forming something. As much as that would have hurt her, it's hurting her way worse now finding out, shockingly, uh, in front of the world, in front of the nation. You have fucking TMZ, po- or um, the New York Times posting about it. The New York fucking Times is posting the New about York your York Times is covering and- Vanderpump Rules, you guys. We are in a dystopian This is, future. like, you know what? They said, fuck the aliens, mama. They, they finna come regardless. Fuck the aliens. Um, the, the FBI was gonna announce that U- UFOs exist. They were about to not deliver the, not that report. Anymore. And, and the Secretary of Defense, I don't even know the stru- hierarchy, comes into the room and was like, hold the report. We have we, we, People are going through too much right now. We can't tell them that aliens also exist. <laughs> Madam Vice President went right into Joe Biden's desk and said, "We got news. <laughs> we got oh my news." God, no. Wait, you know that you know that meme of like the guy whispering into George Bush's ear while he's reading to the kids. Yes, a second a second plane has hit the World Trade Center. It's like someone went up to Joe Biden. They were like, "Sir, a second a second cheating has hit the <laughs> rules cast." <laughs> or as, as apparently a second situation has hit Bravo with the Southern charm of it all, which is wild apparently austin has sh- uh fucked taylor on their final cast trip we'll get into that in the southern charm season of it all um yeah. 
Okay, but we need to get into Oliver Garcelle Bouvet, all of that business. Yes, I almost forgot. And like, he's hot. He's, he's hot. He's hot. He's I hot. Could, he's, he's hot. You know, it's funny because I always think like celebrities and their kids. Like, why would the kid ever have to work? They're probably like wealthy as fuck. And to see him like being a server, I was like, he's just like us. He's just like me. Like, he. I mean, he probably makes table. bank though, and I'm sure yeah. there's. I'm sure with this, there's always been rumors of, do we pick up cameras here in Vegas? And do we do this? And Garcelle's like, listen, you got to work for it. And if you want to get on TV, that's what you got to do. Um, he, was he really separated from his ex-wife, though, at the time? Because I'm hearing that he wasn't. The, the wife has been... that now. The, <laughs> the wife has been posted that he isn't. Um, Raquel is what a gay man is to a Saturday night at a gay bar after like not having dick for a month. Like she went into that Las Vegas bar establishment, Vanderpump Paris, if you will. And <laughs> she, she said, I am ready for any cock that comes my way. And she had $5. She had $5 in a dream. She Raquel was at her lowest. Uh, <laughs> her little... skinny, skinny, nasty oh. and broke. And she came on <laughs> that bitch mad as hell she said i'm gonna <laughs> shake the table as soon she as that into, man she walked into the she walked into the disney to the bravo office and she said to the ceo of bravo channel i want to make history <laughs> and that's what and that's what this is and that's what the fuck she did i okay the, everything in the last like 30 seconds was just us quoting twitter memes um no if you got if the girl's wrong it, with my brain no the girls <laughs> if you get it you get it. it if you don't you don't if you don't you, if you don't. don't you know BFFR. Um, if you don't, I honestly feel bad for you. Honestly, no, I have friends who literally we just talk in Twitter like memes, and I'm like, that is the best friendships to me. Um, but she really walked into Vanderpump Paris, saw that man, and the second that Lala was like, this is Gar, you know, Garcelle, you've met Garcelle Bouvet, this is her son. Cut to the photo of Garcelle and Oliver. Cut to Raquel, the water, don't go raining waterfalls on her panties. She was ready. She was ready. And then it was her and Lala like competing for it. I do love that moment where Lala was like fist pumping while talking about her custody battle. She's like, this is so fun. I'm, I'm in a bad custody battle. I hate my ex. I really want my kid. Like, if you could see me guys now, I'm fist pumping in the air. Um, the whole trip felt like, it felt fun. It felt good to have them somewhere else. I thought it was moving the story along. We're getting a little... Then we're getting Boys Night next week with Sheena Shea as the addition. One thing about it, though, is Katie, Katie Maloney, you're the highest paid. Um, invite Sheena on the fucking trip, you dumb bitch. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I hate... Like, I think all Bravo lebs need to understand It that. needs to be when in their contract. Yeah, when you take a cast trip, you everyone on the cast should be there. Especially the... Especially the one you're beefing with because like i don't need to see some kumbaya bullshit on this cast trip i want y'all to be fighting i want drama and okay so i was actually expecting like some sort of edit to last night's episode i thought maybe that they would at the end do like six months later or like i thought they were gonna like capitalize on the fact but maybe it just was too recent and maybe they did i mean I, I think know they're that probably back in the I editing know. bay looking for clips. They are. It's a later episode. Oh, they are, but they could have made it by last night's air time. They just, maybe they chose not to, but I'm thinking probably I think it's next too week soon. for sure. I think next week for sure, though. Like, they, they've got to, like, document at some point. Because, like, think about when you watch this season back, like, two, three years from now. You need to be able to pinpoint at what episode. like The affair started. It, the Well, the date that, that it aired, like, live was like also the date 
that we became aware as viewers that this was happening. Like, you know, three years from now, this is like a time capsule. You need to be able to look back and say, oh, it was episode five. It was week five of this season when the news broke and everyone melted down. You know, they need to like show well, it's us giving, that. Somehow. It's going to be giving Beverly Hills the in for two weeks. Denise Richards stopped filming with the cast and Kyle coming in with the. We were all so happy back then. You were all so happy that day. I would love a confessional from Sheena or like anyone like Ariana, like being like, this is, you know, my life had imploded and this is all before that. Um the Kardashians did it very well when the Chloe news broke. They put the episode in and said all of this is before, you know, everything after this is before, but this is current. Um, with the Tristan Thompson alleged cheating, not alleged, the cheating and the having of the child. But I think that Vander, we're all obviously going to have eyes on Vanderpump. Like we are all super in right now. Filming has been extended for two weeks and I think it's going to be longer if they're taking Ariana trip. Like I just said, more photos are of Kristen coming out of Ariana's house. She has started filming again. Uh, the reunion is scheduled for two weeks and I think that that might even be pushed. Like, I don't see Bravo taking down cameras if this is continuously happening. Like they've done it before where they're like, let's just extend, extend, extend. If you want to know why we had an 18,000 episode season of Salt Lake City season two, that was yeah. why. Cause those women just well, did not let it up. Vanderpump said something last night on Watch What Happens Live. The way that she spoke, it sounded like the reunion already filmed, but maybe I heard that wrong. You said it's scheduled for two weeks from now? Yeah, Andy said on his radio show, it's scheduled for two weeks. Um, okay. And I, they wouldn't do the reunion without rapping. So since they've picked up again, I think that it's probably going to be in okay. like two, three well, weeks. Well, I, I swear Lisa said something last night about, he asked about the reunion. And she was like, well, you'll see. They got think, into it. Or she said something th- like that. And I was like, oh, they must have filmed it already. But that felt like a way too quick of a turnaround time. No, it has to be. They, we would see all the photos, too. You know, like everyone posting that they're True. there and stuff. Um, you know what? Honestly, if Raquel did the restraining order against Sheena, I think Sheena would be a real one and do it via Zoom. So that way they don't have to be in the same room together. Um, or have one leave and the other one come in. I don't know. But Raquel, you also need to know that you're as... Fucking Lala said, which is my favorite moment of this entire drama. Send it to Daryl. Um, you should Send know, Daryl. You're Mickey Mouse fucking lawyer. This is why we have counsel. Like Lala said, look, your 15 minutes, they're almost up. Look what you did with them. You should know that going to this reunion and not filing that restraining order would further these 15 minutes of fame. You should know I better. Just- yeah, and like, girl, drop the restraining order. I need y'all on at the same. I need y'all at the reunion together. So that's, I, that's you know what? I need foremost. you. I need y'all back in New York, and I want you to recreate the fight like one of those fucking true crime documentaries. If we have two actors outside of it, and they're like, "This is actually what happened," and I want the fist flowing. I want fighting. I want to see it. And listen, this is like you said. This is our fucking. This is our Watergate. This is all of it. This is. This is the this one is of the everything. biggest. This is this is everything everywhere. This all is at like Raquel's asshole. This is like a bigger deal than the Abraham Lincoln assassination. <laughs> okay, we're fucking <laughs> we're we're fucking done. Uh, with that, let's, <laughs> let's get into the real housewives of Potomac. a 
garbage individual. You have no soul. Thanks, Gary. The fact that you will sit up here and act as if you are the victim, you are the reason that women cannot come forward with sexual assault and sexual misconduct allegations. Because you sit up here with your privileged, white-looking ass, and you think you can say whatever the f*** you want to say, and no one is going okay, to bat an eyelash. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Great. Yeah. That that's a little far. No, it's that's, not. No, that's no, it isn't. Far. It is. No, it isn't. Way too far. No, it isn't. Your so, proximity to whiteness helps you what? to be able to sit up here and tell these lies. You cannot sit here and call her white privilege when she's a black female. What is wrong with y'all? It's the colorism issue that we just talked about, and you're still reintroducing into this group. Let's let's call uh, Wikipedia. So this, I mean, Potomac. The, this episode wasn't as strong as the rest. The majority of this fight for me, of this was the fight between Giselle, Chris, and Candace. I, yeah. you got, you guys, when I tell you, I about fell off my fucking bed when the colorism thing came up again, the conversation of colorism came up again. And Wendy was like, Candace, do you not see where you commenting on the skin tone of Giselle could be wrong after that color, you know, the colorism conversation? And Candace was like, I receive you, but no. Like but I, no, no, but no, you know, I do. I do is... understand what she was saying, though. You know, like if she was making those, you know, accusations, they wouldn't be taken as truthfully as someone as Giselle. It was just her words came out wrong because she was angry. I think that Candace has every fucking right to be angry with her. She's doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on it. Her and Chris are arguing about semant semantics at this point of was the door closed, yeah. was the door not closed, like you did not feel uncomfortable Giselle please like and if you did this wasn't the way to bring it up like when Chris said why did you wait five months until cameras came up to bring it yep. up to Candace like you guys were quote unquote friends she said that was my friend at the time if that was your friend at the time you should have said hey listen your husband did this no you use it on camera you're sick you're sick I you know I'm a white man so I want to be careful you know my commentary on the whole colorism debate I know that from friends who are people of color that have talked to me about their experience you know i've i've learned things i like i said in part two i felt like for the most part the conversation that they had as a group about colorism was really productive and moving i agreed with you mo that a few people on that couch did not contribute um productively to that conversation like giselle and robin but when Candace lashed out like that and called her like a white looking ass or whatever. I, you know, Not a lot, great. it wasn't. And a lot of people were, you know, Ashley Darby said, well, you, we just had this conversation about colorism and now here you go. But I actually felt like the conversation they had about colorism in part two, Candace did not do anything to contradict that conversation by referring to Giselle's closer proximity to whiteness because that was kind of her point in part in the part two conversation. And so I didn't really feel like they were, I didn't really, they were kind of like, Candace, you're, we just had this conversation. It's like, yeah, we did. And that's what she's like, she's building off of that and, and using this as an example. I did have like a DM with somebody who um, follows me on Twitter and they, 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 they love Robin and Giselle. And, and they hate <laughs> Ashley and they hate Candace. And I just, I don't get it, but they are, um, a person of color, they're mixed. And they were explaining to me that that really hurt them because they've always, they've grown up never feeling like they were enough of anything. Cause they're like half white and half black. And, and yeah. I, I have a friend who also like has shared that same experience of, you know, when you're mixed, you don't, you, you're not accepted by anybody. Like you're not, 
black enough or you're not white enough or you're not Asian enough. And like, I can't imagine what that must feel like. And so I, I think for a viewer like her, it was really hurtful for Candace to like use that as a weapon against Giselle. Cause it's like, they can't help it either that they are um, the complexion that they are, I guess the skin tone that they are. But overall, I just feel like Candace could have dialed it back a little bit. You know, we all know that when Candace gets angry, she becomes a wordsmith and she, she uses her words in a very violent manner. She, <laughs> yeah. She, violent. She, <laughs> when she said, you're slife bitch ass. I was like, Oh, even Andy's face that whole time. I was like the gutter. What did you, you say? Gutter, gutter snipe. Yeah. What is your gutter? Your gu- gutter snipe, bitch ass. Um, I don't even know what that means. Is the gutter snipe like the, <laughs> the is it like the hard like metal thing that goes on top of the gutter? Is that a gutter snipe? I, th- I don't know. Yeah I, yeah, I thought it meant like you're sniping someone from the gutter, like from a really from a really sleazy position. You're taking a sniper shot. So she's like I essentially she's it under the she's gutter. She's hitting. She's hitting below the belt, essentially, is what I interpreted. Now, you know, every week I Google something. This week I'm Googling gutter snipe. The the word of the week. It, oh, it actually has a dictionary. Uh, <laughs> dot, dot com. It says noun, and then it has a caution sign. It says derogatory. Ooh, wait, this is a Ooh. derogatory word. Okay, well, um, wait, am I allowed to say this word? don't get us sassy now no 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 it says a scruffy and badly behaved child who spends most of their time on the street they're a gutter snipe <laughs> okay well i'm gonna go ahead and just not use that word anymore but that um that i didn't that's what it means I did not know that. Did, did not know a thing. Um, to- <laughs> so, uh, so hold on, wait. Synonyms: urchin, <laughs> ragamuffin. Oh, uh, ragamuffin. Out- we know. Orphan. Um, oh, Gutter wow, snipe. So I'm gonna go okay. ahead. And stop okay, just let's right just there. stop there. <laughs> uh, we are familiar with ragamuffin from Beverly Hills season nine. Um, when Kyle called Denise a ragamuffin, which was, I thought was iconic. Anyways, uh, it felt even that Andy was on Chris Bassett's side during all of this. And he was trying to tell Giselle, like, do you not see, like, where this is, you know, hurtful to them? Um, I just thought, also, I want to get into, I just, all that, like, I think we, every, the fandom mostly falls on the Chris Bassett and Candace side just because of, yeah. like, we Chris has never been a bad guy, and if he truly made you feel uncomfortable, you waited to an on-screen conversation on camera because you've never had a storyline of your own, Giselle, and you've never had a storyline other than coming after people's marriage and infidelities when the infidelity was sitting right in front of your face with your best friend and you knew it. So, bloop, bloop, drop that mic there. Um, Charisse, the Charisse of it all, Shasha. Um, I thought Charisse looked like a very beautiful version of baby bop from barney i really enjoyed her look <laughs> i told my sister i said oh she looks like baby bop she's eaten um i thought she looked good and i do like how andy respects the ogs who have started the franchise like with jacqueline it very felt like okay come on bye bye friend and with Charisse, it was like no you get second seat and he said you know you helps he did mention you help start this franchise you've been around from the beginning like it's good to have you back on the reunion Mm -hmm. and andy made it clear like we invited Charisse as a cast member this season none of the other women had anything to do with it she was invited by production she got a contract she's meant to be here i do believe that Charisse ate Miss Karen up the entire reunion and Karen had nothing to say, but also Karen didn't want to give her a ploy because it would bring her back next season. That, yeah, you know, I am, you know, I'm Huger Hive all day, but Karen yeah. looked bad in this 
in this reunion, especially this part three. She, it's very, it's the same, you know, it's the principle of the matter. It's true for anybody. It's true for Robin and Giselle. So that means it's also true for Karen. You're on a reality show. I need you to talk about things. Karen is very much, she loves to uh, just not answer questions. She's like, I'm not going there. I'm not, I'm not talking about my mom. I'm not talking about Sharice. I'm not talking about the affair. I'm not talking about this. I'm not talking about that. Okay, then why are you on the show, Karen? Um, you have to like talk about things. And I think it makes her look worse that she's so busy trying to cover her own ass. Like, just own it. You know, in the words of Rena, own it. Own it, baby. Um, also, didn't Andy say last night that Rena's on a very brief pause? Unwatching. Oh my God, you guys, we didn't even really get into that. But Lisa Vanderpump, in addition to just talking about the scandal of it all, just gave some really funny, quick and dirty reads about Kyle Richards and Lisa Rinna. Like he was asking, like, would you ever come back to Beverly Hills? And or no, this it literally came at the end of that soundbite I played earlier where she was like, don't condemn the person's actions. Don't condemn the person talking about Sandoval and Raquel. And then she goes, unless it's Kyle and Rinna, then you can condemn them. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. It was so funny. And then He's like, yeah, would you ever come back? And she's like, well, you know, you said, she's like, Andy, you told me the door is always open. And, uh, um, you know, you, you've gotten rid of one, just, just a couple others to go. Just a few. I, I didn't know what she meant by a couple of others. Like, obviously, she, Kyle, who's the other? Uh, probably Dorit. She hates okay. Dorit. Because remember, Dorit was okay. her friend and then became Kyle's oh, friend. Oh, yeah. And then she also, like, she basically, I mean, she didn't get Andy to admit that Rena was fired. But she's like, she was fired, right? And then Andy, like, didn't say anything. He's like, she's on a brief pause. And then Vanderpump goes, okay, that means she was fired. And everyone laughs. And, <laughs> and, and, and Vanderpump was like, no one leaves that show. The money's too good. And it, it was really funny because she was like, no one voluntarily leaves Beverly Hills. No one, vo- no, no one does. It's one of the highest paid franchises, that in Atlanta. Um, I think that Rena, we're going to do a brief segue from there. But uh, I think that they got absolutely nothing this season and they know that and i believe that they're like did we let go of her too soon i still agree with the brandy glambell probably coming back and then fucking her chances up i i they're in las vegas for their cast trip they're at magic mike last night i don't know what the fuck is going on but somebody call a chaos agent and call them fast unless we're not seeing the new housewife well maybe maybe that could be lvp you know maybe she could she was never manipulating asshole i hated her on beverly hills i like her on i got i I don't want to say i hated her because i really did enjoy lvp in the beginning towards the end it felt like she didn't want to be there i love her on vanderpump rules i think this is exactly where she's meant to be but back to the real housewives of potomac we end i don't really have that much to say about potomac do you it was like i feel like you know i I think in hindsight, I, I, you know, I don't consider season seven to be one of their best seasons. I don't consider it to be a flop season. I don't even know if I think Potomac has a flop season. I think they're that good. I don't I think, think there's they, ever even when they're not, they're just funny. I mean, even just Karen, like filing her nails while Sharice is talking, like they are just funny women, no matter what's going on, whether they have a lot going on, whether they have a little going on. The women of Potomac just know how to make good TV. I think season seven, I think Zach said this, um, it's going to be a good binging season. It's going to be a season that maybe people will like it more when they can watch it all in one or two sit- sittings versus like the week by week drip where we're kind of like, okay, what's next? And, you know, all that stuff. But overall, um, we talked about it enough last week. We know where we stand with the cast and what we want for next season. And I'm just looking forward to 
more Potomac on my screen in the near future. I think, uh, you know, it was a busy week for reunions. Maybe we get into the Miami reunion part one of it all. Let's get into Miami. I do want to say before we get into Miami, Ebony K. Williams' faces during the Watch What Happens Live were sending me to the fucking moon and back. Not a word was said from her. The entire last little Robin and Andy one-on-one segment with Ebony there, it was hilarious. I really enjoyed her faces. She was like... It was a guest appearance. It was a guest appearance by Miss Ebony K. Williams. With that being said, let's get into the Real Housewives of Miami. feelings online about your drinking adriana's mojito on twitter wonders Is that you? no <laughs> wonders marisol can you get near fire are you afraid you'll burst into flames because you're 80 percent alcohol who wants a screwdriver to start the day i can out drink all you mother <laughs> thank you that looks delicious i think we might need a little more of this that's a lot of ice or that when you came to this country and you know that, you know, you stigmatism. the stigmatism of all that. So I'm sorry. Stigmatism is an eye disease. Stigmatism is an eye disease. That's what she said, stigmatism. I, it's a right, stigma. Right. Well, you okay, said stigma. Amen. You come for Anthony's child, he's entitled Who's to coming for Anthony's child? I don't, even know, I don't even know you, lady. When did you I come for your child? Son no, I bastard. No, I never said that. Said no, I said, said tra- I said you had a child out of wedlock. Right, I never judged you. I never judged you. I never judged you. Why would you not like us? You have a child out of wedlock. I didn't judge you. Hold on, we're not doing this now. No, we're doing Hold this because, wait. No, 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 no. She no. pissed me off. She pissed me off. We're going to get to the truth. I'm a star, I'm a star. Because it's not right? even that. I still believe it, and I encourage all of you to believe it. Because if you believe that, you would have not let Lenny do all the things he's done to you. What? Yes. Yes. You need to have self-confidence, Lisa. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Wow. No. Wow. That is not right. All right, guys, let's get into the latest episode of The Real Housewives of Miami. We are at Reunion Part 1. Uh, the ladies look fucking incredible. When Andy was like, I wish I were straight, like, I was saying, they're all, they are by far to me, like, the hottest cast. Like, they're just so hot. I'm obsessed I, with I, them. Yeah, I do think they're probably the hottest cast. I mean, they've got just, I mean, it's Miami. It's, it's Miami. Miami. You have to be hot in Miami. I mean, every time I go to Miami, I I don't know why, but I clean the fuck up. But sometimes I feel like a toe. I'm like, these men are so hot. And then I'm just like, dick left and right. Um, I mean, haven't you like, haven't you heard like, Miami is on fire? <laughs> Fuego. <laughs> <laughs> um, this reunion, though. Miami's hot, hot. Sorry. Uh, 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 um, uh, listen, I don't think she's a shitty person, but I like her music. No, I actually can't, do. I can't I, deny it. I can't deny a hit. Um, <laughs> we start, we get into the Lisa and the Lenny like right away. It's revealed that Lenny was invited to the reunion. The women, the gaw, the gaggery, the goopery on everybody's face when they fully thought he was coming out. Alexia like clenched that terrible neck piece that she has on her dress. And <laughs> everyone was just shooketh. He declined the invitation, obviously. Um, of course he did. Of course he did, which Lisa said. I said he should come here. I said he should. Tell his side of the story. It's also revealed that Lisa's still in the house. Lenny has a bachelor pad. We got into the phone call of it all. 
that last phone call that ended the season where she called Lenny. They had the birthday party. She said that he left with a new girl that wasn't his girlfriend. So listen, once a cheater, always a fucking cheater. Uh, I think that like the Lisa and Lenny stuff, I'm glad that she's in a better place. She has her man with her, the tech mogul who's hot for her, like work. And I feel like she's obviously has said since then, you know, during filming, she said she would get back with Lenny. She still loves him. As of now, she said, no, she doesn't. Um, she would never get back with him again. Yeah. Like the dark subjects that we had with Lisa's divorce. And then we had the Martina and the cancer, um, which we found out that she actually has two cancers. It just felt, it felt like heavy and all the women were like together during that. And then we got into the mess once Marisol, our queen came out. My queen, you hate Marisol. Um, <laughs> once she I'm came out. I think she's like a bitch, but I get a kick out of her. I get a kick out of how much of an alcoholic she is. And like even Andy asking her about, you know, can you even walk into, what did he say? Can you walk into fire? Or like, or I don't even know what he said. I was cracking up. And she was fully just like, listen, I'm trying to make cockies my brand. So like, listen, that's a, that's the gag of it all. I'm making this um, an empire, a drunk alcoholic empire. I love though that like with the friend dubs, like especially Adriana and Marisol, they're so full time that we have them after the first commercial break. Like that never happens. It's like right away. They're just like the fact that they brought her in with the megaphone. And then Andy was like talking, had her interrupt him. I loved it. I loved it. Well, yeah, I mean, they're all basically full-time cast members. Like, I just... They need to put everybody on that fucking cast photo. Like, it's so stupid that it's not... That Kiki they can don't be... Appear. Kiki can be the only friend of. I think she fits well as a friend of. Like, I think she's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this whole reunion, they really, like, hit the ground running with the drama. I was not expecting Alexia to once again look like a villain. I thought we were over that story arc. I thought we were over her and villain she, era. She really just did not give me good feelings this no. episode of the union. She was like, pero like, it's my segment, so I'm going to talk. It's my segment. It's my segment. And Andy's like, yeah, but it's like a discussion with the ladies. Like, yeah, but about my segment. So she I'm going to go. She doesn't know how, like, even when they brought up, like, you, when Andy was like, viewers feel this way too. Like, you you don't know how to apologize, which once again, comparisons to Teresa Judice, like, very, very, sim- very, very similar. similar. Like, doesn't know how to apologize very stubborn and i love how her answer to that was well because my apologies are sincere and if i don't feel sincerely sorry i can't say sorry to you it's like obviously like you just don't this woman does not know how to lay down her weapons you know no she doesn't know which is like so true with the Teresa comparisons it's the exact same thing where they don't know how to apologize they think that they're always right and she just does not know how to I mean I think the Russian comment was the only time where she was like okay I'm sorry about that because she knew it was like offensive offensive but we got into like that whole lawyer sit down lunch where like Nicole was like, you've literally made me kiss your fucking ass all season to say sorry. Her and her husband did send him the lawyer the gift. Like, they did apologize, but you still don't think that's enough. And the biggest clown moment of the fucking reunion was when Alexia told Lisa, well, if you thought that, then you wouldn't take what Lenny did to you. And it was like a, oh, I was audibly, I went, oh. Ooh, no that's your fucking girl that's your friend yeah i don't think any sort of criticism on uh lisa is going to go over well right now i think we're all on mama hockstein's side 
mother that's Huckstein. That's a potential that's, mother. That's not a potential. It's a confirmed. That's a mother. confirmed mother. And million. <laughs> and I just for her to be like, if you thought you were, if you saw yourself as a star, you wouldn't have let that happen to you. Like that is such a victim blaming. Oh, it's, it's, it's gaslighting for sure. Like I also the whole Adriana um, bringing up the text messages that clearly prove that Alexia was like, I don't know if the guy's fucking married. Like, do you though? Here's the guy. And she's like, well, I'm not into that. Like, and then Alexia and Lars are looking like clowns over there being like, well, that doesn't prove anything. It's just text. Me-. Like, you're so thirsty bringing text messages. Thirsty girl. She just proved you to be a fool and to be wrong. Um, yeah. Once again, just not able to like, acknowledged when they're in the wrong or anything like that. I was actually very surprised that those text messages kind of proved Adriana to be a better human than I thought she was. <laughs> I agree with you. And you know, to me, it's all astigmatism. Like it's truly, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's okay. truly astigmatism. Stop it. Stop it. So I, okay. I have to admit some dumb, dumb bitchery on my <laughs> own behalf. So like for most of my life growing up, so, like, I also confused the words stigma and stigmatism. And I thought stigma was, like, slang or short for stigmatism. So, I and I thought stigmatism meant stigma. So, I saw some eye medication commercial once growing up that was about having, if you have a stigmatism, like, this, this medication is for you. And I was like, what do you mean if you have, if you have, like, a, a bias towards somebody that you take medication for? I was... <laughs> And then like also in the in the commercial, they were like, if you have a stigmatism and I didn't realize they were saying like a space stigmatism. So I thought a stigmatism was a word that like meant like a disease. Like I don't know. I'm going to stop talking now. But I, mean, I was I mean, I was howling when Nicole was like or Adriana was like, that's something to do with your eye. <laughs> which That's is so funny because, like, because you have like a doctor on the couch like nicole could have like totally been like actually this is the word but then you have adriana who is probably no smarter no sharper than alexia like they're both working with the same amount of crayons in the crayon box i and- think adriana's actually pretty intelligent like if i'm not mistaken she has like her doctorate oh yeah remember she's early she's an, she's an artiste She's an artiste. Um, Alexia, like Teresa, worms for fucking brains. Worms. Probably, probably. I think that I would. That yeah, that sounds about right. But Alexia, I, I do love you, and you follow us on tw- on Instagram. <laughs> You're great. Oh wait, she does. Oh okay, Alexia, we love you. Um, love you. We stand. <laughs> Don't be such yeah. a clown next season, please. Yeah, yeah. But um. <laughs> Larsa obviously was giving plenty this episode as well, arguing with Adriana. Um, yeah, plenty to go around for the Real Housewives of Miami. Um, plenty to go around. This is a great start to the reunion. I thought it was fan fucking tastic. Um, I'm excited. I think, and also they've been renewed for season six, so I don't see a major cash shakeup happening. I don't think any cash shakeup should happen. I think this is the perfect formula. And if Jersey can do it for four seasons with the same cast, so can Miami. And with that being said, let's get into the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Jealous of what? You encourage people to leave their husbands. 
right Jen, now. Jen, 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 Jen. Oh, this I is know, not, excuse me. This is not Teresa's yeah. house. How stupid she I is. have neighbors. Do you understand I that? I know, I have six acres, sorry. How many <laughs> acres do you have? Not six. See <laughs> how stupid Please. she is? Please. You're f***ing stupid. You oh think my I'm going to sit there and let how her call me stupid? An old lady in that corner is going to call me out. No, no, no. She's throwing all of her dirty laundry in her face. She's throwing all of her dirty laundry in her face. I ain't telling you bitches nothing. Because I'll be damned if I let you talk to me like this. You know what, Jennifer? You need help. You need help. You can't manage your own home life. I'm super mom. She wouldn't know anything about that. I'm listening to two women rip each other's assholes open. You are nothing no, but a disheveled no. little drug addict. Okay, d yes. disheveled little drug addict. Go Please, on with that. You guys that. are being so mean. Stop. I'd rather see you punch each other in the face. Stop with your driving Miss Daisy hat. You know wow, what? You're you are boring. sick. Wow, wow. I'm watching my food wilting in the sun. And it's so sad. You are disgraceful. You are disgraceful. Despicable, actually. Despicable. You know the party's not fun if even I haven't eating the fried chicken. So this episode, we have a little bit of the fallout of Teresa's love, love, love party, engagement party, housewoman party, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Love, love, love. Um, well, really, it felt a little fillery to me. Um, yeah, the meat, filler episode. The meats and potatoes of the episode was Rachel's, no, not Rachel, Jen Fessler's party. Her little why meltdown, is, that was hilarious. Why is a friend of hosting the party, though? random i think that she and I she think doesn't they, have six acres she does not have six acres she barely has one she, <laughs> ha she has neighbors and she won't let you forget it um i was annoyed <laughs> i was fucking annoyed with her i was over it i'm like girl shut the fuck up and let them fight like they're at your house this is a guaranteed scene at your house because at that point it was i believe that danielle was the only confirmed housewife uh rachel jennifer and uh jackie were fighting for that last spot and I, they filmed, they all filmed like regularly. And oh, that I, makes sense. Yeah. And Rachel got it in the end in the editing bay. Um, so that's why she filmed a solo scene in her house. Allegedly, 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 as Wendy Williams says. Um, she was just a, a fucking annoying to me. They're in your house. Your neighbors already know the production's there and filming. And you are like, Jennifer, you need to leave. I get that Marge is your friend, but maybe pull your friend inside and be like, hey, you're the one that started screaming, yelling, being irate. And you guys want to gaslight Jennifer every fucking time and make her seem like she's the angry one. When Marge started yelling profanities at her and she called her, what did she call her? A drug a drug addicted something and it's all because of marijuana she smokes a little pot okay she's like the weed the oh, devil's Jesus lettuce Christ. the like, devil's lettuce like come on people well, marge like doesn't drink or anything so i think that's why she's like i can use this against you because you then smoke Jennifer, weed okay so is marge actually an old lady or does she just have silver hair gray hair I, um i think she's just like has old energy i don't think she's like super old she doesn't 15. look old no she doesn't look old at all and i'm gonna look up so her funny. age while you go yeah because jennifer was like you know marge called jennifer a drug addicted whatever but jennifer called marge an old lady and everyone at that point when she she called her an old lady or something like that and everyone was like <gasps> she's old <laughs> she's 54 years old she's not yeah like whatever she's I'm, not old you know, okay. I I said it last week. I'll say it again. Jennifer's 45. They are like nine years apart. Okay. I'll say it once. I'll say it again. These women just love to fight. 
I love Rachel how she was like they're fighting like children over the dumbest like her face at at the end of it was just at the end of the table was just like what the fuck is going on I also want to say that Rachel's new confessional is my favorite confessional of the season she looked like a fucking bombshell so hot the nose was contoured to not look like a who Gorgina I I, I'm liking her she does have a little bit of who energy she does have a little bit of that it's Tim Burton it's very Tim Burton-y yeah and she admitted to being a Guida and I I loved that sure i loved like that little reference um you know i i just finished season three of jersey you guys so i'm starting season four here soon and i'm at the point where they've all turned on Teresa. so caroline manzo is no longer Teresa's friend Teresa came out with a cookbook where she talks shit about everybody and it that basically bled directly into the reunion where they're all fighting with her um i we kind of say the same thing every week about jersey and so i don't want to beat a dead horse but it does feel like the Teresa Melissa of it all is getting really old. And I think fans are sick of it. And these new cast members, Rachel, Danielle, and then friend of Jen seem to be like they're the torch is being passed to them. You've got Jennifer Aiden and Marge fighting. You've got Jennifer and um, Dolores fighting. So you've got some other types of drama going on, but it always seems to come back to, like there was a, there was the scene of Melissa in the car with Antonia um, being like, I hope you don't like, you don't like treat your cousins differently and don't look at, you know, Zia and Teresa differently just because of what goes on between her and your dad. And it was a good scene, but it was just like, God damn, we cannot get away from this. Just no constant and I, fighting between you two. And I don't want, I, I think the show needs to move. I would actually think like even Teresa could maybe go because like, I agree with you over. No, but like, look at it. Like, okay, you're watching season three. The rest of us have been watching this for fucking fourteen seasons. Like, I know, we're, I'm not looking forward eleven to seasons. The same thing over and over. We're, it gets worse, Reed. It gets worse. It doesn't get better, as the Trevor Foundation said. Um, it gets worse. Um, <laughs> also, like the thing with like the Melissa scenes and her bringing it up is everybody gives her shit for it, but then Teresa every scene at the wedding, like this wedding shop scene, is bringing it up. The girls are bringing it up. So it's like this is also Teresa's only storyline. Like her wedding is a storyline but like it is every time they bring up the wedding it's about joe and melissa it's never a separate i'm getting married storyline i'm in love storyline it's always yeah there's there's yeah there's there's no they're both to blame there's 50 50 blame there and it's the fans look at it like zero blame on melissa or 100 blame melissa zero on Teresa. it's like we're not watching Teresa plan this like we know for a fact this wedding is over the fucking top extravagant we've seen photos like we all it's like fucking Avengers of Bravo is there. Like Ramona got invited. Alexia and Marisol got invited. All these people got invited. Janelle Ayan got invited after one dinner. Like, I know like it's, it's, it's going to be this big production and I'm sure there will be an episode dedicated to it entirely, but we're not getting to watch Teresa. Like there's no scenes of her like planning her wedding. It's just about the drama with Joe and Melissa. I'm, I haven't even caught up on this franchise and I'm already sick of it. And I just, I think this is a good season, but the fighting and the fight, it's kind of giving me like Salt Lake City vibes where it's like the fighting almost isn't even enjoyable at times. It's like exhausting to watch. And like, even just having like Danielle, Danielle is such a breath of fresh air. Danielle Cabral just being sitting there and being like, you two are just spilling each other's secrets. I'm never telling either of you anything. I thought that was I so love- funny. I loved her. Um, I think and like her daughter's like you, birthday, Valentina's birthday. Sorry, I take Bobby. Off, no, go uh, ahead. That was so fun. That Barbie themed, like, and just 
that is the new fresh blood that Jersey, I think, probably needs. It definitely needs it. It's tacky as fuck. It's so Jersey. She's so high energy. She's extra on Instagram. Like, I really enjoy her energy. And like you said, it feels, we've said this before, it's a passing of the torch. And a scene that made it feel to me like maybe we were wrong with the Melissa leaving was the Melissa and Jennifer sit down. To where they, after all of these years of fighting, throwing things at each other, physically assaulting each other uh, multiple times, they finally had to sit down, both used that uh, storylines for both of them to go and spread tea. Melissa was the one who caused the fight at Ra- um, Jennifer Fessler's house. I keep calling her Rachel. I don't know why she just looks more like a Rachel than a Jennifer. Whatever. Um, and then we said Rachel. Like, and then we said Rachel looked like a Danielle, so, and Danielle looks like a Rachel. So it's, it's just, just like get the confusing. right name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our listeners are screaming at us. Um, I th- and Melissa to me was a messy producer in that point. The past few episodes, she just felt very like drugged down by the dragged down by the drama of the Teresa stuff like she didn't feel in it and this episode she felt in it and I'm like okay you're being messy you're starting mess with the new cast members and with Jennifer and Marge and it feels like okay she's back in the game so that to me I'm like okay that could work I love seeing them sit down we've never seen them have a one-on-one in all the seasons that they've been on the show together and I'm like okay Melissa can maybe move forward with this new cast I think that I don't know I think Teresa should just go and do something else Maybe. Oh, I don't know if I agree with that. I when I said Teresa could go, I wasn't saying instead of Melissa. I I still think Melissa. You meant should go. you meant you meant both. <laughs> I almost think we could just like have an end of like the Gorga Judice dynasty that has been Jersey since the season three that I just started. I mean, I think that it's time for almost like a soft reboot, like what they should have done with Roni, where you leave a few ladies from the OG, from the, you know, you leave a few ladies so it doesn't feel like a whole new cast, but you really just start to slowly remove old like phase and out slowly the old insert new and to the point where it's almost an entirely new cast. I think you could just, Melissa and Teresa could leave. We don't have to deal with that family drama anymore. And then we would have all these other ladies. But I think an, a counter argument to that is Teresa kind of is like the the backbone of the show, always has been. So would there be and a show she I think there would be. I think we have Jennifer Marge. We have Dolores. We have Rachel. We have Danielle. We have the other Jennifer. That's seven there. We have Jackie. That's a whole fucking cast. I think even Jackie felt like good in this. I'm liking Jackie's energy more this season as a friend of like she we're not seeing as much of her home life, which I'm fine with. I think that this episode was filler. Like you said, I'm getting a little bit exhausted with the fights, but I still think that this is one of the better seasons of Jersey because yeah. we have the new girls. Um, I'm excited to see where this season goes. We have less of the husbands, but that's really all I have on Jersey. Honestly, I wasn't like over the moon about this fucking episode. Yeah, I think that covers it. All right, guys. Um, with that being said, we have a little message from our third co-host, Zach, at the end of this episode. So after our little play out music do not press end because zach has his opinions on scandal on all of it and y'all have been dming and asking and zach will be back in a few weeks guys he is almost done with his little uh job excursion uh he'll he'll come back on and share everything that he's been dealing with and doing but he's doing amazing things and we're really excited to have him back on he's basically been on big brother and i won't i won't spoil but he's it's been on like it's been like a Big Brother meets the Hunger Games experience that Zach's been on. So it'll be really fun to hear him. It's, he's, yeah, for you all. He, 
He's going to come back and give you all because he's been giving me and read the voice memos of it. And I'm like, this is the full podcast episode. You guys are going to fucking love this and love his experience. I don't know how much he can talk about it because of like, I don't know, work and contracts and shit. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been a fucking great episode, Reed. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, again, this is like the 9-11 of Bravo things happening with Scandaval. So we had to get on the mic. We had to get on the mic and you guys were DMing us and ask us when you're getting on the mic, but we wanted to stick true to our recording schedule. And we also, I'm glad we did because news was breaking up to the fucking second. Chris and Dodie. I know. We, got we wouldn't have gotten on the ground that. right over here. Boots on yeah. the motherfucking, boots on the motherfucking IG. Um, thank you so much for listening, guys. You know where to find us about underscore Bravo, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Bye. See ya. Hello, everyone. I have missed being on the podcast so much. Um, so I thought I would record a little voice memo um, with my thoughts on what else are we talking about? Scandaval. I am in the trenches here at this job training. I'm about halfway through. I'm literally like cut off from the outside world. It's the weirdest like experience I have ever gone through in my entire life. Um. And I feel like I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. I don't know what's going on. But I will tell you, I am completely caught up on Scandaval and I am invested. It's got a chokehold on me. It's all I can think about. Thank God I found someone in training that is the same way. So me and her are just like, you know, going back and forth talking all about this mess and like, Every day that passes, there is new news about it. There is some other shocking revelation. And I'm truly like, it is like, it has crippled me. I, I am a slave to the scandal of it all. Like, I, that's all I think about. So like, let's get into this really quick. This is crazy. So the fact that like, I was listening to Stasi's podcast, the fact that like Tom dressed up as Rachel, for Halloween while he was like having an affair with her is sick. It is some sort of like sick and twisted shit. Like who was talking about it? They were talking about how like, obviously this does not absolve like the monsters that we have seen on Vanderpump rules. Right. So like Jax or like James has done some awful shit, you know, obviously like Kristen, like they've all done like, pretty terrible stuff but like i'd argue that this is the worst like i'd argue that this is the worst like i have not seen anything this bad because like raquel like her come one she hooked up with like everyone in this cast already the you you gotta give it i know this is horrible to say but you know us on it's about bravo like we live for the mess so like as a human I'm I'm disgusted. I'm sickened. I am so mad. Um, as a reality TV watcher, I want to just thank Rachel for two seconds for breathing new life into this franchise and reminding us that this is Vanderpump Rules. Like this is Vanderpump Rules. It's messy. It's it's gritty. It's gross. There's these. This group is unhinged, right? But all this is just insane. This is so much worse than anything we've seen. I mean, Tom and Ariana were like practically married. They were practically married. This is a home wrecking. This is 
and fuck Tom. Fuck Tom. I want to say that with like my whole entire chest. Fuck Tom. Awful, awful human. I think he's wor- worse than Jax. At least, like, Jax, like, lets us know who he is, like, from the jump. Like, he doesn't pretend to be something that he's not. He's always been a monster. But Tom is really, like, making, like, he's really trying to, like, pull the, what is it? The blanket over our head, our eyes. I don't know. You guys know I'm, like, Ramona with my sayings. Um, but that's how I feel. I just feel like this is sick. And, like, did Schwartz know this entire time? Was it a cover up? Like, did Sheena really punch Rachel in the face? If she did, Sheena could do anything she wants on that fucking show, and I'm gonna like stand by her. That's that's my mama. That's my mother. You can tweet until you get blue in the face. I don't care. That's my mother. Um, <laughs> activated Lala James being unhinged again. I mean, it is truly the best thing that could have happened, but also the worst thing that could have happened because Ariana. Like, I feel so gutted for her. Like. I, 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 this is probably, she probably feels sick. She probably feels, oh my gosh, I just can't even imagine. Team Ariana through and through. Um, and also want to talk about how fucking hot she looked getting that McDonald's, um, from her DoorDash and flipping off the paparazzi. Like, iconic, amazing. That picture is like, you know, hanging up next to some of Britney's famous, um, paparazzi pics like honestly unforgettable but this whole thing is crazy and the fact that it's going to still play out on this current season like we're not we don't have to wait we don't have to wait like until season 11 like this is just you know hot off the press it's the only thing everyone's ever talking talked about when this podcast comes out it'll be like day eight or something but right now it's like currently day six and we are still like foaming at the mouth for all this vanderpump rules news and crazy Kristen could come back too like I have never been happier I have truly never been happier um like I said from a human perspective I feel horrible but as a reality tv show watcher as a Vanderpump Rules lover um this is insane and it is all I can think about the chokehold on me is is crazy um and I'm so excited to see it. And I need, I need to see Crazy Kristen back. I, I feel like Stassi is in a very good, happy place. She's gonna have baby number two. Her and Bo look very healthy and happy, um, with their daughter. So I almost like, as much as I would love to have Stassi back, I almost like don't want, I want to like, you know, keep her peace, let her keep her peace. Now, Crazy Kristen, on the other hand, has nothing to lose, nothing to lose. Um, so bring her back. Bring her back to the mess. Like, I want to see her pop the fuck off. Um, and also, like, she was right. Like, we should have listened to Kristen. She, Miami girl, that is totally true. I want to rewatch that season now. I want to, actually, I want to do a whole Vanderpump rewatch. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Cause this is just, like, uh, it's just so good. It's so good. And I can't stop talking about it. But anyways, I miss being on the podcast so much. I will be back soon. Um, got some very exciting news, um, coming your way soon. So stay tuned for that. And I can't wait to be back full time once I get out of this big brother simulation that is my job training. So (laughs) thank you guys so much for being supportive and listening to the podcast and following on the socials. And I can't wait to talk to you guys soon. Bye.